Before we get started here, I do just want to say a quick word. Uh, Kevin Green, former Packers coach, passed away on Monday at 58, uh, gone way too soon. And he was a, a beloved member of uh, the NFL community, was beloved as a player, as a coach, and and obviously a, a Super Bowl champion as a Green Bay Packer. Used to be on this program with his This Is Time line and i just i would be remiss if we didn't pay homage to him and and remember his contributions to the nfl his contributions to the green bay packers and everything that that he has meant to the game of football over the last 20 plus years uh kevin green will be missed you are locked on Packers. i feel like we can run the table do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. We're Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode of Locked on Packers is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. I also just want to quickly let you know about something we're doing right now. If you go to iTunes and leave a review on iTunes with a five-star rating and let me know about it, I put out the word. I put out the bat signal because I've got Locked on Packers logo balls. I've got golf balls ready for you to to hit the links whenever you're ready to do that. It's actually a, a great quarantine activity, especially if you live somewhere that that's warm most of the year. If you if you hit that review and that rating and you let me know about it and you send me a screen grab or whatever it is, I'm going to pick people to get these golf balls. I've got boxes and boxes of these things, so we're going to have a ton of winners. Let me know that you've done this. Go hit up the review. Give us those five stars, and I'm sending out golf balls. So get in on that action. Expert Tuesday NFL Network Stacy Dales, the legend, joins us on the show today. She is someone who follows the Packers very carefully. She has been with this team a lot this season. She was in Green Bay last week as the Packers took on the Carolina Panthers. So she has a particularly useful insight on this team as we look forward to this enormous matchup with the Tennessee Titans. And, you know, we're going to have time tomorrow. Lily Zhao is going to come on. We're going to talk more about this matchup. We have our crossover coming up on Thursday to really dig into the nitty gritty of this matchup. But notwithstanding what is going on with the Titans, I think we need to have some discussion about what's going on with this Packers team coming out of week 15, where I think a lot of people felt like, you know, like you would after a loss, even though, of course, the Packers won. 
I understand the concerns about this defense for Green Bay Packer fans. Derrick Henry in particular is the boogeyman. His ability to make people miss in space, to make them pee their pants when they want to go tackle him, for his ability to run away from defenders, the fact that he can not only run over you, but run away from you on any given play gives the impression that he can do to Green Bay what Dalvin Cook did to the Packers in week eight and just take over the game single-handedly to pull a Raheem Mostert. And, and certainly he is capable of doing that. There's no question that he has more than most running backs, the ability to take over a game. And if you are not ready to play some big boy football, he is capable of beating you by himself. Here's the thing about this Packers defense. If you go back to week eight, when the Packers really got thumped by Dalvin Cook and the Vikings, since that game, and it's not a small sample size now, right? Weeks nine through 15, that's a, that's a real sample. The Packers are seventh in EPA per play defensively, 11th in EPA per rush. In other words, over the last nearly two months, this Packers defense has been a top 10 quality unit and not just an above average run defense, a good run defense. And, And part of that is the evolution of this defense in terms of their personnel. Adrian Amos is playing much better than he was earlier in the season. Darnell Savage is playing much better than he was early in the season. Kingsley Kiki has really come on. We're getting a healthy Rashawn Gary. Kenny Clark is back to dominating on the inside. And they're getting better linebacker play. And that linebacker play is crucial. Chris Barnes, you know, some of the pro football focus numbers have not quite reflected. Uh, I think the the increase in productivity that they're getting at that position and, and what Barnes is able to give to this defense, he makes two or three splash plays a game. And for whatever you're losing in some of the other areas, you know, he's not... He's not a great downfield linebacker defender. He's not someone you're going to put on Jonu Smith this week and say, okay, you got that guy and, and you know, run around the field with him. No, and that's okay. I mean, not, not every linebacker needs to be that, especially for this Packers team that likes to play a lot of nickel and a lot of dime. But against a team like the Titans, you're going to need to play a lot of Chris Barnes. You're going to need to play a lot of Christian Kirksey, Kamel Martin, I think those guys are still going to be splitting a lot of snaps. I think we're going to see a lot of different kinds of fronts from the Packers trying to contain Derrick Henry. They're probably going to go to that bare front we saw against the 49ers on that Thursday night matchup, load the box, and and make Ryan Tannehill beat you over the top. Make Ryan Tannehill especially make plays from the pocket. The problem with this Titans team is if you say, okay, Derrick Henry's not going to beat us, then that means your linebackers probably have to crash pretty hard on what's going on in the run game. And that leaves you susceptible to the play-action pass where Ryan Tannehill has really made his money over the last year and a half and, and quite literally made his money because he got paid off of his 2019 season when he was 
otherworldly, especially relative to what he had been to that point in his career. So what do you do then? Because you can't play too deep. If you play too shell, then they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry a bunch, and you're probably going to have some problems stopping the run. Okay, then drop that safety down, go single high, and make Ryan Tannehill beat you from the pocket. Okay, play action. You've got linebackers crashing. Now you've got all kinds of lanes underneath to give Tannehill a chance to find A.J. Brown, to find Corey Davis, to find Jonu Smith. That is the inherent problem with dealing with this offense. Because if you look at it, and I said this on Twitter, you know, what if Mike Patton said, listen, Jair, you've got A.J. Brown. We're going to put eight in the box. We're going to have Kevin King on the opposite side deal with Corey Davis. And you're going to shade the other safety to that side. And you're just going to let Jair take A.J. Brown and hope that that he can handle him most of the day. And you're going to shade that safety to Kevin King's side and not let Corey Davis beat you over the top. Everything else is just fine. You put eight in the box. You try not to let Derrick Henry beat you. You try not to let A.J. Brown beat you. And you make Ryan Tannehill try and beat you from the pocket. Okay. They still have Jonu Smith who can create plays down the field. And look, even if you put eight in the box, that might not be enough to tackle Derrick Henry. You still have to worry about what their tight ends are going to do. And if you're assigning Amos, for example, to stop the run or Savage, you you can't use them the same way to defend Jonu Smith. So that creates real problems for your defense. This is why Packer fans are so scared of this matchup. And and look, rightfully so. Um, you know the, the the Titans after this this weekend have taken over the top spot in scoring offense and yards and EPA per play. And you know this is a really good offense. Like let's let's not mince words on this. This is this is the best offense the Packers have faced really all season, especially because the Saints were without Michael Thomas in that game. And so. This is this is where you measure yourself. This is where you say, okay, if we think we are a championship football team, if we think we can beat these good teams, these playoff teams, if we think we can go in and, and get revenge on Tom Brady, if we think we can beat Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and the Saints, who, by the way, you know, in a game that that did not feel out of control by the Chiefs, that was a three-point game. And and if the Saints recover a fumble in the end zone, they might win that game. If the Packers think that they can beat the Seahawks or even the Cardinals or the Rams or, or whomever, this is the kind of game you want to see your defense show up. And it doesn't mean you have to keep them to, you know, 16. No, just don't let them score 30. Because you have to feel good about what this offense can do. Even after a somewhat you know, wonky performance against the Carolina Panthers, you have to feel good about what this offense can do against really a, a terrible, a terrible Titans defense. I mean, this this defense, for, for Packer fans who, who want to talk about their own team's defense, this Tennessee team, they can't rush the passer. Um, they, they can't really do anything. They, they have no identity. Their best pass rusher is hurt. And, you know, the, the, the secondary is is not particularly productive. And so you go, OK, well, what are they going to do? 
<laughs> How are they going to stop Aaron Rodgers? If you can't pressure Rodgers, this offense is going to kill you. Because even against good defenses, they're going to be able to run the ball. And if you allocate resources to try and run the ball, they're going to beat you over the top the same way the Packers have this issue with the Titans. The difference is Green Bay has the better quarterback. They have the better defense. I know that seems crazy to say, but it is true. And especially over the last month and a half, that's why we opened this discussion with that part of this. This defense is actually playing pretty good football. And and so I, I think that really gives the Packers an advantage. I, you know, I was I was talking to someone on Twitter yesterday who was saying, Oh, I'll be shocked if the if the Titans don't win. Why? The Packers have been a better team all year overall. They're a better offense. They're a better defense. They're a better special teams. They have the better quarterback. The Packers are the favorites. BetOnline.ag has them as a four-point favorite. And that line has moved around a little. By the time you look at it, it could be three and a half, it could be four, it could be four and a half. It's moved, it's moving around a little bit. I've seen it, you know, in that range. It's it's four in that range somewhere. Green Bay, clearly the favorite. You know, in a season where home field advantage means nothing, a four-point favorite is a real home field favorite. And, you know, the 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 Packers are better. Doesn't mean they'll win, but they're better. And this defense has been playing better of late. If the offense can just get back to playing the way that they've played all season, yeah, Green Bay should win. Green Bay should win. Now they have to go out and do it. And that's the difference. That's why this game, you know, the old cliche, it's not played on paper. Well, on paper, the Packers are better. Even with the matchup, you know, and the run game advantage that the Titans have, the Packers are better or have the matchup advantage pretty much everywhere else. And so, look, that means they are the favorite. That won't stop Packer fans from fretting about it. And I totally get that. But if you want to lay some dollars on how you feel about this game, if you think the Titans are going to roll, Put your money where your mouth is at betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered. The one place that we trust to get all of your betting needs taken care of. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% off welcome bonus. They've got NFL games of the week, college football, headlines, all sorts of things that you need to get all your bets in. They've got lines on stuff you didn't even know you could bet on. And they're willing to put together parlays, teasers, whatever you want to put together. They've got prop bets for days. It's all there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on to get a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's get to our conversation with Stacy Dales. You've seen her on the NFL Network. You've seen her on Fox Sports. You can follow her on Twitter at Stacy Dales. Stacy, thanks for coming on Locked On Packers. And and one of the things that that you reported on when you were in Green Bay covering this team last week for their matchup with the Panthers was this discussion about the one seed. And some teams will say, some coaches will say, oh, you know, it's not important. We just want to win the games in front of us. The Packers have talked pretty openly that they want the one seed. Matt LaFleur has said, we want it. It matters to us. 
Uh, what what did you hear from the guys uh, about that? Yeah, well, first of all, Peter, it's great to be on with you. Thank you so much. Uh, Merry Christmas week. <laughs> um, I know Packers fans are, are going to have an extra good Christmas because they're probably going to get that one. Yeah. We saw in week 15, <laughs> right? We saw the Saints lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that just gives you a little bit of breathing room if you're the Packers. Um, I like that they're outwardly spoken about it, you know, or outspoken about it. I like that it's something that they're yeah. talking about because, you know, so often we hear, well, we're not looking past this week and we're not looking past this opponent, X opponent, Y opponent. Um, it strikes me as one of the more confident Packers teams that I've covered over the years. I've been in the NFL now for 12 seasons and um, I'm just incredibly impressed with their leadership in the locker room this year how they've handled the pandemic and ultimately the way they're performing out there. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about that because I know that, that you were around this team plenty last year as well, and we don't get the inside look the same kind of way, but we saw the, the energy. I mean, um, you know, the locker room was always filled with, with life and Sidarius Smith and Preston Smith. I mean, it's, it's a team with a lot of characters on it, if we rewind a little bit to, you know, like the spring and the summer, did you have any concerns that maybe, you know, this would affect the team negatively? Because it is a team that sort of feeds off this this energy that they've created. Well, I just, I'll never forget, Peter, you know, I, I really learn stuff when I listen to Aaron Rodgers and, you know, such a mm -hmm. champion and he's such an extraordinary talent, um, but he's equally as adept in terms of how mindful he is and, you know, to hear him say over the years, and he said this last year on their run, the best teams are player led teams. <clears throat> that couldn't be more true. And so yeah. when you don't have to police from the coaching staff down to the players and the players can police themselves, I think that's extraordinary. And the reason I sh share that is because in listening to Aaron Rodgers this past week, as I got ready to cover them against Carolina Panthers, um, you know, he talked about sort of, the fun that he's having, but something just really clicked, I think, for him and in, in listening to him when the pandemic started um, to where, hey, I'm going to appreciate the little things. And so when you have a guy like that, that is the, you know, little LeBron James of the NFL, if you will, or, you know, he's, he's the best. I mean, he's having an MVP season alongside um, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and it's been very obvious. But when he talks about, this pandemic started and how do you react in times of adversity? I mean, the greatest out there are, are, are the Michael Jordans, the, yep. the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's the, when the chips are down, they elevate above everybody else. So this pandemic, I think Aaron Rodgers looked at it like said, hell, I'm going to be awesome and nothing's going to stop me. Not pandemic, not anything. <laughs> and that's what we've seen from this entire team, because again, the, the leadership from the players is, exceptional and and it does the, the, all of those stories from last off season you know mike silver wrote a great piece about about the audible question and and while well, matt lafleur has to has to create this system for aaron Rodgers to be able to do the things that that he needs to do all of those conversations seem a hundred years ago now with the way matt lafleur and aaron Rodgers seem to be on the same page so consistently and it, it has struck me over the course of of the year to hear Matt LaFleur so often take on the responsibility. He, you know, Bruce Arians is willing to criticize Tom Brady and and has done it so far this season. Matt LaFleur always says, it's on me. I have to put our coach or I have to put our players in a, a better position to succeed. Yeah, I think you raise a great point. I, I've really enjoyed sort of just 
studying Matt LaFleur over these past couple of years. I, I love his demeanor, love his yeah. cadence. I think that he he's very consistent, right? So he, when you get on a Zoom with him or, you, you know, whether it's on a Zoom or in person, he, he delivers the same. He has the same cadence with his voice, his tone. And I think he, he, he really respects his players and he respects his staff and he delegates responsibility yeah. to his staff. And I think he's a good communicator. I, I, I really enjoy him on Zooms. I think he is as honest and, and you know, sort of as he can be. Um, so I appreciate that. And you can tell that the players, you can always tell, right? You know, Peter, you, you've been around <laughs> yeah. enough to know when players respect or don't respect their coach and how coaches protect their players. I just think it's such a beautiful symbiosis between he and Aaron Rodgers this year, especially. And, you know, we've all been kind of the ones, the recipients that we get back to sit and watch it. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's, uh, I described it a couple of weeks ago, their offense. And yeah, maybe you can question, maybe it wasn't as good against the Panthers, but they threw some, whew, you talk about some different defensive looks, um, soft mm-hmm. coverage that they showed when you think about Devonte Adams and such. But I described it as like the perfect symphony almost. I mean, he's he's the the conductor and Rogers, and maybe co-conducts it with with the the head coach. But you know, it's been a thing of beauty to watch, no doubt. And and speaking of of someone who's come in and won the respect of his players, Mike Rabel in Tennessee has has personified that idea. You were on yesterday with him on the on the Zoom call. Uh, what did he have to say about about their their weekend playing an opponent the Packers know well, the Lions, and then pushing forward here as they look to take on the Packers on Sunday night? Yeah, Mike Brable's done a hell of a job. I mean, he's got this team 10-4, and four, kind of neck and neck with the Indianapolis Colts. So we'll see what happens right now. But um, Peter, obviously, there. I, I think they have that that fourth spot currently in the AFC, AFC race, um, and and just sort of have the division winning percentage above the Colts. But you know, I, I think he knows Matt Lafleur. The offense is a little bit different because of personnel. So yep. I think we're in store for an incredible Sunday night football match. I, I think the big storyline for the Packers will be: can they shut down the beast? who runs violently and Derrick Henry and, and really a, an offense that can put up points and Ryan Tannehill's outstanding. He's played outstanding. And then when you asked me about Brable on what he said on Monday, um, they've got a, they've got a scheme and, and they've got a, I would say, keep the ball away from, from Aaron Rodgers. But um, you know, he said on Monday, he's got a lot of respect for Matt. Obviously they coached together there in Tennessee and, and, he does a great job taking advantage of personnel and giving you different offensive looks and adjusting to what you do defensively. Um, obviously, he talked about the Packers' offense, as you and I just did. I mean, they're number one in a lot of areas. We could rattle it off, but they function at a high level, he said. And, you know, you're going to have to bring your best game. And when you when you play, especially the Packers, you know how cold it is, Peter. It's been unusually, <laughs> unseasonably warm, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, because I was, was there. High 30s, balmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but, hey, when, when you're uh, any team headed to Green Bay, it's still a different type of cold, so, especially in December. So we'll see what happens uh, on Sunday night. Absolutely. And and A.J. Brown was the breakout star of this Titans team last year. They have another one this year. Corey Davis has been outstanding, uh, sort of quietly. Derrick Henry takes the headlines, and I think Ryan Tannehill is the same way. Why do you think – that someone like Tannehill or a player like Corey Davis, are they just overshadowed by Derrick Henry the same way some of these guys in Green Bay are by Aaron Rodgers, do you think? 
Yeah, I think so, because when you have a back like Derrick Henry, um, he's just physically imposing. You think about if you were to look at Saquon Barkley, right, his legs. Well, when you're standing next <laughs> to Derrick or when you're staring at him in person, um, it's really something to behold. I mean, what what he, and what he's able to do. And, and like Matt LaFleur talked about the speed with which he, you know, when he makes a move, he is faster than people think. And I, I love oh, yeah. that LaFleur talked about that on Sunday in one of his press conferences um, this past weekend. So um, I, I do. I think Corey Davis, is, is as, you, as you mentioned, he's more confident this year. I, even Brable talked about on Monday. He, he has more comfort with the system. And I also think there's something to be said about their coordinator, Arthur Smith. Um, you know, LaFleur talked about just maybe this is a guy that will be considered as an, a new head coaching yeah. candidate. Forward, very underrated as a play caller. So Lafleur you know, raved got, about him. Yeah, yeah. And when you say you got a good play caller, right? You have players that respect the coaches. You have coaches that respect the players. Tannehill's a smart guy, um, and then he's got some talent around him and and an offensive line that's done a decent job. So put all that together, and you have a recipe for wins. And that's what we're seeing with Tennessee. So let me let me put the cart before the horse here for this last question as we finish up. Okay. Let's say let's say the Packers win on Sunday and the Rams beat the Seahawks, which would give the Packers the number one seed locked up. No doubt um, it's over. Week 17 doesn't matter. They get the Bears. The Bears could be fighting for their playoff lives. Uh-huh. Who if you were if Matt LaFleur called you uh-huh. and said, Stacy, who do I start at quarterback in week 17? Who do you tell him? First of all, he's not going to do that, but I love this game. <laughs> Any advice from, from, from myself? I'm going with Aaron Rodgers unequivocally. Unequivocally. I, I, I don't I – don't, I understand injury. I get it. And I understand it's the Chicago Bears, and they have a pretty darn good um, front seven, right? But don't ch- change your recipe for success. You, do you remember that year, the Colts, when Peyton Manning was a Colt? And, and I forget the mm-hmm. year, but – they basically run the table, like go undefeated, and they they kept the starters out. Do you remember that? I do, yep. Okay. So what happened to them? They had an absolute meltdown because it sends a message to me, if you're a coach, that I've got some players that are more important than others, and it changes the entire dynamic of what you have talked about the for the entirety of your season. One of the things the Packers pride themselves in, because Rodgers, as you know, has talked about this, role players. And how that that term is so misused. People hear, oh, you're just a role player, so you must not be that important. No, 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 no. It's a distinct, um, a distinct sort of trait or need that a team um, is able to give a player. And Roger said it kind of empowers players when they know what their role is. And yep. so if if you say to Aaron Rodgers, you're not playing this game. Yeah, we know he's important, right? And God forbid anybody gets hurt. But you're saying he's way more important than anybody else on this team. And I just don't think that's the identity of the Green Bay Packers. I think they are a true team. And I think that there's a very good chance we're going to see him in the Super Bowl. So I say, hey, don't change your recipe. Stick to what got you here in the first place and, and finish out this thing. And and Packer fans are going to have the memories of 2011. Rogers sits week 17. Matt Flynn has the incredible game. And, and the Packers actually win. But they come out in the divisional round 
And yeah. we know what happened with the Giants. The Ravens last season, they go 14-2, and two, they rest their guys, and they go one and done uh, yeah. in, in the second round. So I, I believe what, what you're saying, and I think Rodgers has even said he doesn't want to sit in those scenarios. Yeah. No, I, 100%. And I just, as a former athlete myself, and I think I'm, just, I think I'm hearing, Peter, that you're agreeing with me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people have different, different perspectives, but as a former athlete, who, you know, team captain, put me at point guard, shooting guard, off guard, whatever, uh, small forward, I don't care. I want to be out there because I know that I make the dynamic better and give us a better chance to win. I can't imagine for the life of me, the competitor in Aaron Rodgers would, would think it would be just okay to sit down. No, 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 no. That guy is a gamer, and he wants to be out there every single weekend. And so, <laughs> I mean, I just... I feel strongly don't change your recipe because as you just alluded to, it affects teams as we've seen from year to year who decide to keep their guys out. And not just a former athlete in Oklahoma hall of famer, Stacy Dales. <laughs> Thanks for coming on locked on Packers. I enjoyed it. Anytime, Peter. Thanks. Before we finish up, let's talk about our friends at built go working from home is a grind. And you, you feel like you're never off the clock. You're always working, trying to get that next project done. Well, Built Go is here to help you break through that mental wall, that physical wall, whatever you need to go in your day. Built Go has got you covered. It's a one and a half ounce package of energy. It's like a five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it's natural. So it's better for your body. It comes in three delicious flavors from the makers of built bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So, you know, it tastes good and it combines the power of energy with collagen protein, which is easy on your stomach right now. Go to builtgo.com and use promo code lock to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked to get 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked on Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more weekdays with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Pro Bowl rosters were announced, and I don't try and get you know, that involved in what's going on with the Pro Bowl. I think the Pro Bowl is mostly silly, but it is a, a recognition. And, and I think it's an important recognition for players. Um, they put a lot of work and effort into this. And when they don't get recognized, clearly they take it personally. You know, Zadaria Smith used his snubbed campaign to, to fuel the last month of his season. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl roster uh, this year. Along with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Jair Alexander. Aaron Jones also made it as an alternate. Uh, that means Big Bob Tunyon did not make the team. Evan Ingram made it over him, which I think is just flatly absurd. And Corey Lindsley. Somehow Corey Lindsley, who for my money is the best center in football, uh, did not make the Pro Bowl. You know, these are these are not arguments to re-sign any of these players or whatever it is. Like we don't have to you know dig into that part of it. Pro Bowl is just about what you put on tape and just what you've been on the field. And there, there's just no argument that any center other than Corey Lindsley should be the Pro Bowl center. And unfortunately, uh, that did not happen. And it's a bummer. And I, I think increasingly 
Uh, these are awards that we take a little less seriously. I think the All Pro Awards uh, have become more prestigious, and, and David Bakhtiari spoke to that on Twitter yesterday. Uh, but look, the Packers are the number one seed. They got tremendous help from around the, the NFC on Sunday. The Rams lose, uh, the Saints lose, the Seahawks look like trash, and you know they they look like the best team in the NFC, and that's great because they're the one seed. If they win on Sunday. And the Rams beat the Seahawks. Week 17 means nothing. And, you know, we talked about that with Stacy a little bit. So I, I loved her answer, frankly. So, um, you know, I, I, the, this this Packers team is, is really good. It's really talented. And they absolutely have the talent to go win a Super Bowl. That's why they're the number one seed in the NFC. Zayu Duin, Lily Zhao on the show tomorrow. Friend of Stacey Dales, by the way. And, of course, friend of the program, uh, can't wait to to get her insight as we move forward here to look at week 16. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.